0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Chicago Techies podcast, a podcast focused on highlighting the voices of Chicago techies and their experiences. I'm your host, Ceci Fisher-Benitez. Thank you for joining us. On today's episode, I'm doing something a little different. This will be the season one finale, and I am joined by my wife, Gabby Fisher-Benitez, who came up with the cool idea of closing the year with me um, and allowing myself to share my story with you all so this will be fun and i apologize in advance (laughs) this is this is going to be an interesting episode because this is something that i've never done before so i am here with gabby gabby thanks for being here with me and welcome and and volunteering to chat with me uh, on the season finale of the chicago techies podcast um so for those who don't know gabby is my wife and also a youth and adolescent therapist Um, And she's wonderful at it um, and works here in Chicago. Thanks, babe. I'm also awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, before we go, before we start, I usually ask people to say their names and their pronouns, where they're from and their current role. So I'm going to say it first and then you can go ahead and say yours. Um, So my name is Cecilia or Ceci Fisher-Benites. I use she, her pronouns uh, I am from Mexico, uh, born and raised, but moved here when I was eleven. so and in my current role, um I work at Code for America as a program specialist uh, for the network team. So you- Hi. <laughs> yeah
1: go ahead. okay. um my name is Gabrielle or Gabby. Fisher Benitez. Um, uh, she her pronouns. Um, I am from here, <laughs> not Chicago, small town of Galesburg, Illinois. Uh, and I am a child and adolescent therapist at Trilogy Behavioral Health Care.
0: Awesome. Okay. So this is so far so good, right? This is, <laughs> uh, this is looking good. Um, so we decided that to do some, well, it was actually your idea. Yeah. Can I introduce it? Okay. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, you're a very interesting person interviewing very interesting people but I think that you should also have your story heard because you are also a member of the Chicago Techies. And um, so I wanted to interview you for your final episode. <laughs> and, and I think people are going to be excited about it. Um, so, Ceci, why don't... <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Ceci, let's start off with... Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you always know you wanted to be in the tech field? I don't. I know the answer to this, but
0: <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were little? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think either it was an astronaut, that was one of them, mm. or a soccer player. Um, I, I didn't really know uh, what it took to be either. <laughs> I just knew that for soccer it was easy because I loved it and I could play it um but you know growing up I wasn't sure um I always saw like NASA stuff being on the news and I was like that's super cool what if I I want to go to like the moon (laughs) I want to do it uh I'm like can't be that hard (laughs) so I I always thought I I wanted to kind of be an astronaut and and, and go to space but um obviously like that was quickly not happening
1: (laughs) what, what planet would you have liked to have gone to?
0: I mean, Mars, like, I feel like that's like the first, you know, thing that comes to mind, like our neighbors in Mars, like Mm -hmm. what's up there, you know, you never know.
1: Okay. Mars. Okay. So you wanted to be an astronaut or a soccer player.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. So then what? Well, uh, at the age of 11, uh, we, you know, moved to the U S so obviously Growing up in Mexico was a whole different story. And then coming here, um, everything kind of changed. But I mean, I don't know. I was 11. All I wanted to do was learn English first and then worry about learning anything else. Um, That was really my main priority first, learning English and kind of getting familiar with what was going on here, like the culture, all that. When you got here and you started to,
1: you know, go to school here and learn English, did those aspirations change much did you I guess learn anything else like anything that may have sparked a
0: different interest as you grew yeah sort of I I remember like in high school um you know obviously like the whole astronaut thing was starting to just kind of look crazy and hard um so, and, and just not realistic, I guess, because not a lot of people that I knew were going into that field. Um, <laughs> so I, I was just starting to get really curious about computers. Like I remember having a computer class um, and it was just a typing class in seventh grade or eighth grade actually. Um, but I just had this like major curiosity for it and I just wanted to learn more about it. Um, so in high school, I ended up taking like a computer art class and then a graphic design class um and like learning more about photoshop and i thought i like my sophomore year junior going into junior year i thought i wanted to change and like become a graphic designer mm-hmm. um but then like as i took the next course of graphic design i realized that i really didn't have much creativity <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. maybe that wasn't what i wanted to do and so um uh, my by senior year i i I mean, I really liked reading, Spanish reading, like I loved Spanish books and reading and and it was just something that I kinda, you know, I was always doing. So I ended up changing, like this thinking that maybe I wanted to be a teacher, maybe a Spanish teacher
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: for native speakers, for kids that only spoke Spanish. um, Because, you know, I, in Spanish classes here in, in the US is mostly like super easy stuff, obviously. <laughs> uh, it, a lot of the kids that are Spanish speakers don't get to take Spanish mm-hmm. because they, I mean, they already know it. So um, those Spanish classes that are designed for Spanish speakers, uh, I, I came across that class my junior and senior year, and it was so fun. It was challenging. We were reading books. We were writing essays, uh, all in Spanish. And I, I just thought I wanted to give that experience to other kids. So by by high school, I, I thought I wanted to be a Spanish teacher. Mm. What... What um, piece of literature was your favorite? Uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, "Cien años de soledad," was one of um, one of them. One hundred years of solitude. Mm. Um, there were other there were poems too by Octavio Paz and um, yeah, uh, the House of Mango Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Isabel Allende had also uh, La, "La Casa de los Espíritus," The House of the Spirits. Mm-hmm. So I, I read a, quite a few books um, mm-hmm. then, and those were kind of like some of my favorite books that I was really kind of into sharing with the world yeah yeah
1: so then so you discovered that kind of that passion in high school then so after high school what did you do
0: yeah, I went to school, uh, college. I, I took, um, I did community college first at College of the Page, and then I went to NIU. After that, I transferred to NIU, where we met. <laughs> I know that part. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to major in Spanish language and literature. So as you can see, like the whole Spanish thing was kind of coming back, and I was like, okay, you know what, maybe this is, this is what I should do. Um, so I did all of that, uh, and... Loved it. You know, I read a lot of books and was all about it and was ready to move to Chicago to become a teacher. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you majored in that. Okay.
1: And so then after school, when you're all finished, Mm -hmm. you came to to Chicago. Uh Okay. And I know that was quite an adventure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you shared about that adventure here
0: or? is that too big of a story
1: what which adventure you know, just coming to the city with
0: oh. two bags and <laughs> yeah I wouldn't that set <laughs> yeah and then and going in with no job yeah yeah you just, yeah you had, you had to do it <laughs> yeah so right after um college like i i decided to just move to the city because i didn't want to go back home i didn't want to um be at, at my house <laughs> like, appearance like I just wanted to to do something else and uh my sister was already like here in the city working um she went to Loyola so I decided that I I called her up and I was like hey so can I move in (laughs) no can I can I stay with you for a couple of weeks while I try to figure out (laughs) while I find a place to stay and while I find a job and and she's like what <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like yeah I'm giving myself 14 days to find a job and find a place to live <laughs> can I come and she's like uh sure and uh and uh I I packed all my belongings which was two <laughs> bags two full garbage bags <laughs> of, cl- <laughs> of clothes <laughs> and some items you know like personal items but like yeah I had two two garbage bags and went to the city and Uh, stayed with my sister in her couch for, you know, those, those two weeks. And um, I ended up like, not having a clue what I wanted to do, but there was something that i uh, that I was kind of aspiring to uh, or toward. There was this this ameriCorps, um, AmeriCorps program uh, called Public Allies that my sister had done in the past, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to do and get into because it was sort of a fellowship program um that would place you eventually in in a nonprofit or an education institution. Mm-hmm. and uh, And I figured like that could be fun. you know, mm-hmm. like that could potentially put me where I want to go and uh so but there were three months before that happened like I was we we weren't going to find out for another three months if you if I got the fellowship so I um I just came I came in and I applied to so many jobs like at restaurants at like um at like stores and you know just quick jobs while I while I waited to September um to see if I, I got that fellowship so I ended up after three days like I was applying for everywhere on all the websites uh and then the third day I like came across this like hiring event for Chipotle and I'm like Chipotle's hiring I'm gonna do that I'll try that and um I ended up applying and sounds like um my dream
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I would make a burrito every day (laughs) (laughs) I can't be a little burrito (laughs)
0: so I I did apply um and I got a call like right away too I wonder if it was because I'm Mexican I don't know but (laughs) (laughs) so I I ended up uh, getting that job at Chipotle after four days you know like while I and um and then shortly after that um the landlord at my sister's apartment this is all no no joke all happened like in one day the lady comes in to kind of like do a uh no no uh, i don't know a cleanup or something and then she i mean my sister had asked her if i could stay in there you know and 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 they had this kind of like room in the back that was like literally a closet really um but was enough (laughs) to fit a bed in there and then when when you know the lady realized that i had moved, moved in for like a couple of days before i found another place she she kind of just looked at me and said so you're looking for a new place and i was like yeah you know i'm just coming in here uh, right after school um i'm looking for uh, a place to live because i just got a job <laughs> but i didn't tell her where <laughs> so she's like oh my god she's like huh well how how are you finding this space and it was really little like you remember the space right it was like this little like you know um closet with a bed and uh, I'm like this is fine I mean like I don't really I just you know I don't have much I only have these two bags <laughs> these mm-hmm. garbage bags and then she's like well you know this might be a little silly but what if we just put a door here like we can create another room for you if you're willing to pay rent like Mm-hmm. And then split the split the bills with like the other two, like with, the, with your sister and with the her roommate. <laughs> My sister and I just kind of like looked at each other, like for real, <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, and I ended up, yeah, I was like, yeah, I would love this, you know, because it was just a little tiny bed and like a little closet. But I was like, I- I'm down if you're down. Mm-hmm. And I ended up finding a place to live and a job all in the same.
1: <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> hey, it sounds like it was meant to be you're meant to be here
0: yeah Yeah. it was really funny but that's awesome that was that was my first like experience went into the city and right before starting uh a job at Chipotle (laughs) (laughs) yeah I have always known you
1: to be very ambitious very determined so I um I don't find that hard to believe at all (laughs) when you told me this the first time I made a lot of sense (laughs) um so then you were at chipotle um
0: so what ended up happening with the americorps uh role what- yeah um so fast forward to that whole summer really because that summer i spent working at chipotle that after three months at chipotle um i finally get the email an email from from the organization and they're moving forward with me for interviewing um because we were already done like with the application process or was it interviewing? Yeah, it was in like a final interview um, that everybody had to go through. And I think it was just mostly to confirm like if this was the right fit. Um, so I ended up getting it like, um, right, uh, you know, the first week of September or, um, and I was so excited. I was so excited that I, I had this chance and um, I wasn't, I mean, you don't really know where you're gonna be placed yet but um, it was something that Michelle Obama used to be endorsed. You know, she used Mm -hmm. to be the executive director back in the 80s um, before she, she left uh, and did other things in Chicago, I guess, before going to, you know, be first lady. Um, So yeah, and I got it and ended up putting my two weeks at Chipotle and then that experience started. That's awesome. That's great. So how long,
1: tell me because I'm I know, I know this, but how long
0: was the Americorps program? When you were in it, it was a ten month program. Okay. Um, but you would be—you were placed a at a local nonprofit or an or a school, mm-hmm. um, and then you had you know your your project for ten months. And most of the time, we heard that like at least seventy five percent of the fellows that went through the program. Would get a job offer at those organizations mm-hmm. right after. So I was really hoping that I was placed at a good place <laughs> that I would enjoy and liked um, because I was trying to get that offer as well from mm-hmm. from the organization. So I actually ended up getting placed um, at a school in the south side of Chicago.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you got placed at ACE.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that was a whole that was a, a whole experience. I mean because you not only were in charge of all of your, your duties at the school, but you are also a soccer coach. you were mm-hmm. like a mentor. You are, um, it, it just, it seemed like a very good fit for you. Um, and so then I know after that 10 months, then you were hired.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was placed at a at Ace technical charter high school. Um, and after that, I, I, you know, I, I, I spent my 10 months there doing, um, I guess helping with their development stuff, but it was mostly really recruiting <laughs> for the next class. So there was a lot of things that you had that I was responsible for in the main office, but m- one of them was the, the majority of the, the responsibilities were recruiting and retention for high school freshmen, mm-hmm. uh, each year. So that. That 10 months was really fun though. Like I had a lot of energy. I, had, I brought a lot to the team and it was great. And yeah, I was after that role full time. Um, and I also got to do some really cool things like coach the, the girls soccer team and, um, and do really cool after school things with, with the students. And I know that one of those,
1: one of the, the things that um, brought you like really back to tech
0: Mm-hmm. was something while you were at ACE. Yeah. Right. Is um,
1: Can you share a little bit about it?
0: Yeah, I um, I was approached by Chick Tech. Um, they were doing a, uh, like, a, I think that it was their first high school kickoff that was essentially going to be like a weekend uh, downtown where they were going to teach high school girls how to code, how to make apps, how to make little like STEM projects. Um, and that was really my first introduction to like kind of like a peak at the tech community, just because it was something that I wasn't, you know, that I didn't know much about. I just noticed a lot of tech going on because of Facebook and Twitter and all the things that were popping up. Um, So I, I was like, this is, this sounds like a really cool opportunity for these girls. Like, you know, it sounds like they would really enjoy this. So why not? I should, I should bring them to this event. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I loved it.
1: (laughs) That sounds really awesome. And, and like such a great um, opportunity for them as well. Um, So, you uh, then this, this transition into tech how did that come about your you know your career change
0: yeah you remember this, <laughs> <I> remember this. <laughs> um so yeah like literally that year so after four years four and a half year five years after five years of tech because fast forward five years and I um it's it's I'm starting to get tired and I'm starting to get bored you remember this too mm-hmm. um and then You know, it just kind of all happened really quickly. But the year that we got married in 2016, after coming back from our honeymoon, may I add, that same week, uh, I get I I go into work, um, back to work for the new school year. And the principal comes out and calls me to his office (laughs) and notifies me that my role is being cut because of the budget crisis of that year and there were like at least eight of us staff members that had to be like all. so I was laid off and that was really hard at first um but it was also kind of like a blessing in disguise it was something that I needed I I was already starting to feel really bored I feel really stuck um and it was it was just a good a good thing that happened Mm -hmm. in the end
1: yeah um
0: So I I had a conversation with you about um, what was next and what sounded really fun and interesting for me. And I had been following a lot of different trends, I guess, trends you could Mm -hmm. say in tech. And um, I was really curious about it. Uh, I wasn't even sure what I wanted to do, but I knew that there was something there that, that I was really curious about. So I started attending... So many meetups, and I decided that I was going to apply to customer service roles mm-hmm. um, because I was really curious just to to see what I could possibly bring to tech and um and yeah, I, I started applying to so many customer, yeah, i re-
1: I remember that um that time. it was i just I felt like you were gone so much because it seemed like every yeah. every evening you were attending a workshop or um, a talk or, yeah. you know, some kind of like networking event just to to
0: learn and to um, get yourself out there. Yeah, I mean, I went to every single meetup in Chicago, I think. Um, I went to an intro to Ruby, intro to Rails, intro to like Python, JavaScript, like all the languages, also like project management and data science and just to really kind of just grasp and understand what, what, where were all the roles and um, and then where where do I fit? you know like so that was that was a really exciting time also kind of scary but just I just knew that it was that I was being called for something I just didn't know what Mm -hmm. and I had to figure it out yeah yeah and um
1: and I mean you got a shot
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right like
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I uh I got my first Shot, you know, like at, at Groupon. I, I was uh, I did customer service at Groupon for nine months, um, but even throughout those nine months, you know, while I was doing like three months of research before this job, I did another like nine months of research. Like I kept going to so many more events and so many things, and by then I kind of knew that what were some of the the roles that I could possibly work on, whether that was outreach or like um, or you know HR or something along those lines. To obviously, right away, I noticed there were many people of color in tech, so that was kind of like one of my hidden talents that I wanted to prove that I could help bring more people of color into tech. and I, I didn't know how or or you know when, but I was going to do something along those lines. and mm-hmm. um and I think that just consistency was was what what came next, you know, like what brought
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I. I remember one particular meetup, you coming home and, and really like, you know, verbalizing that, like that you were just in a space where you felt very other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah. I think, I don't know. I think that, that you, um, grasping onto that and running with it was insightful and courageous <laughs> no well, i think i think it was um i think it, it it feels very you you know that kind of feels like it was your um your what's it called a n- niche 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 niche, <laughs> niche, niche your niche your, your thing your thing uh, and so um you're at groupon for nine months um I know you've you've had other um, opportunities since mm-hmm. Groupon.
0: Yeah, I mean, one because of your brother. <laughs> remember, uh, Jamie introduced me to uh, to Jen Dudley, who became eventually my manager for another role at uh, Innova, where I was doing onboarding for software engineering. Um, with a little bit of education in there in the mix and outreach and DI, kind of like to it all. It was a really interesting role. And I was there for about two years. Um, but now, you know, I, I work for Code for America
1: mm-hmm. uh, and
0: I've been there for the last six months. I've had a quite a journey. <laughs> I mean,
1: from uh, true trash bags coming <laughs> to the city to where you are now. Well, it's quite a journey. Yeah. Um, so I mean, really thinking about like that journey. Do you have any advice for for people who might be interested in getting into the tech industry, like that are you know in Chicago or 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 not in Chicago?
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it's it's challenging, you know, and it's it's it can be intimidating, especially when you don't know anything about it and or you don't know anyone that works in it. If you're just a little the least bit curious, um, I would say to go for it. And try it. Just try it. Uh, do your best, you know, like to to go to so many events and and try to get out there as much as possible and network. But um, reach out to anyone that might be willing to help. Like I'm always open to chatting with anyone that wants to come into tech. So I, I'm, you know, I I can also be a resource for people. But um, I feel like we need more people from different with different perspectives in tech and and people of color for sure um that's issue you know that there's not a lot of people of color in tech there's not a lot of women actually in technical roles either so um don't be scared you know like do it um i know it can be intimidating especially for women um just because there's not a lot of resources out there for women uh and people of color that are, you know when they're trying to come into the industry so i feel like you know find the people that are willing to kind of spend some time with you it's, I am one of them, like I'd be happy to chat with anyone that is interested in learning more about the tech community, um, just because it can be very lonely. And I remember that being one of the challenges for me. So if, you know, building a community is incredibly important. So that's my advice, build your community, um, show up for others too, and just do it. I like that, I like that, it's good advice.
1: Thanks. I mean, it's good advice anyway, but really good advice for the, for the field um so if you could share um what's one of your like uh your resources your go-to resources that help you grow um professionally um whether it's a book or
0: a podcast yeah i mean there are so many out there um i when i was at Anova, at actually we had a we had a free subscription to o'reilly um And O'Reilly had a lot of different books available and also even videos and panel discussions and things like that. So um, and I actually speaking of O'Reilly, I I have the subscription again with with Code for America. So if I'm ever curious about learning, I don't know, Excel or something like I just go to O'Reilly and get a book and learn from it. Um, Another resource, uh, Udemy. Uh, Udemy is also this this website that has a lot of different courses and that you can buy for like nine bucks whenever there when there's a sale um so I use that a lot for like upskilling upskilling and like anything when I want to learn something actually when I wanted to create a podcast I went to uh Udemy and bought a course on how to start a podcast <laughs> and learned so much about it um so that's kind of like what that was some of my favorite resources to kind of like stay relevant
1: <laughs> <laughs> to stay relevant I love it um well thank you for sharing that um so what's next for you? I mean, I know that you're happy at Code for America, but what are your
0: future goals? What do you hope to um, to work towards now? Yeah. Oh, well, I, it's funny because I have said this before at, at talking to people, you know, and, and about goals and things. Um, but I definitely see myself in a DEI role, you know, in the next five years, um, wanting to. I, I've been wanting to do that for a long time. I've done part of the work already. I've done similar work already, you know, like with, uh, with all the organizations that I volunteer with. Um, Anita B, Latinas in Tech. Um, so definitely working a DI role as a program manager, or I don't know, director or something along those lines. But um, that's just kind of always been a passion of mine. Um, you know, educating more people about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and Um, you know, kind of providing guidance and resources to employees uh, and employers, you know, about it. So that's, that's a goal of mine. Awesome. I can definitely see it. Um,
1: And thank you too, for sharing this podcast and this space, because, um, you know, I think, I think whatever um, field you're in, you usually see people of success, you know, people, having so much success but it's really I think valuable to see how it happened and their journey because it doesn't doesn't come from nowhere um so I think it's been a cool space for a lot of people
0: thanks yeah I I appreciate that and I really I hope for that you know that was kind of my first intention when when wanting to do something new um I wanted to bring stories of people um that normally you probably wouldn't see. You know, you we, we see a lot of directors and executives and CEOs and CTOs being in the news or being highlighted at panels. But I don't know, I wanted to talk to my colleagues. You know, I wanted to talk to people that are <laughs> the little people with me. <laughs> um, and, you know, and kind of watch them their grow as well and, and, and succeed, but you're right, like from the beginning. And it's just, it was really nice. It's, it's been really nice to to have this. Mm -hmm. as a, as a source.
1: Very cool. So can I ask this? Will there be a season two?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I'm hoping so, you know, I, obviously this is going to close the year, um, but I am hoping to have a season two, you know, starting back um, probably in February Um, just because I mean, this one started, I think May, but uh, I want to, I want to definitely start in February um, depending on, a variety of things um since we're moving mm-hmm. <laughs> to a new place and uh you know the first month is usually crazy anyway coming back um so hopefully in february um or early march you know starting with the Chicago techies podcast season two very very cool so um
1: in the meantime um how can people connect with you I know you're gonna take a little bit of a holiday break but how can people connect with you now and in the future?
0: Yeah, well, I am on LinkedIn. So uh, the, the show is also on LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram. Oh. <laughs> so I am in all of those platforms. Um, but I I will put all the links in the show notes. But if anyone is ever interested in connecting and, and just chatting or learning Want to learn more about something, or even podcasting? Um, feel free to drop me a note. I I try to make time for everybody to respond to all my notes, um, and and even meet with people if they have specific questions that they want to chat about.
1: Cool. Well, I thank you for having me interview you. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I always enjoy talking with you. Well, <laughs>
0: oh, thanks. <babe. laughs> well, thank you for being here and and doing this. This is really cool. It's it's different being on the other side of the chair, but um, this mm. is really fun. I can tell you have some control issues here. You really want to
1: <laughs> help me a lot. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, thank thanks. you. <laughs> thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. <laughs> and, uh, and I just want to say, you know, happy holidays to all of you. Um, you know, happy holidays and happy new year. I am really looking forward to next year and, um, and catching up with you all then. All right, bye.